Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. On the broadcast today, George Harris joins us with Nevadans for Sound Government and Glenn Martell, CEO of the Nevada Builders Alliance, here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Big R and Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000-square-foot clothing store and a whole lot more. For the cold days ahead, jackets, hoodies, flannel shirts, insulated bib overalls, thermal underwear, beanies, and merino wool socks. Big R. Hardware, clothing, and a whole lot more. Forget the weather outside, there's a blizzard of points inside the Carson Valley Inn during the 15 million points giveaways. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday, including four 1 million point winners guaranteed. And don't miss the 2 million point grand prize giveaways. It's the 15 million points giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their homes. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're pleased to welcome back to the program George Harris. He is the chairman of Nevadans for Sound Government. It is the morning after the primaries. Your thoughts on the primary, sir? Well, Sam, first, thank you for always having me on. I appreciate it. Here's my thoughts on the primary. I'm very angry and I'm very disappointed. And I'm going to tell you why. There's been a lot of nonsensical, non-truthful news put about out about the primary and about the caucuses. Republicans have been caucusing. The first caucus I went to was for Ronald Reagan. Okay. That's how long they've been caucusing in the state of Nevada. It's never changed. They've always caucused. In the last legislative cycle, uh, the Democrats, without one vote, not one vote from the, uh, um, not one vote from the Republicans, made a law calling for a presidential preferential primary. At the end of that law, it said it had no effect because the United States Supreme Court said the only group that can move forward a candidate for president for a party is the party okay the republican party chooses who their nominee is period that's why they caucus okay and all the folks participate here's why i'm angry the democrats always talk about how mean and horrible republicans are and they're not willing to give money but they have wasted 6.1 million dollars sending out ballots on a preferential primary that meant nothing and none of the above won. And it looks like when they count all, all the mail-in ballots, it might go as high as 
So 67% of the people that voted in this presidential preference primary voted for none of the above. It's it, And it was a way for the Democrats to, to inject themselves into the Republican primary. They didn't want to see Trump on the ballot. Didn't matter. They should have left it alone in the caucus tomorrow night. You will see Trump, DeSantis, Scott. You will see all these guys on the ballot. And that's where it should, that is where it's taking place. And that's where it should have taken place. All right. So let me play devil's advocate here. First of all, uh, none of the above is on the ballot, but Nikki Haley won uh, despite that because that uh, none of the above doesn't count. And no, that's not true. Sam, Sam, you're wrong. If none of the above doesn't count, then why did we put it on the ballot? Because it's been on the ballot for years now. We've had Sam, Supreme Court none races. Of the, none of the above. None of the above is Sam, not the winner. None of the above it. is not the winner. It is the winner. No, it's not. None of the above. None of the above won it doesn't the count. preferential primary by 60 Two percent this morning in the paper. It's I know, but there is nobody named none of the above who is going to be moving forward. Listen, listen none of, okay. You, thank you, Sam. You just made my point. Nobody who would have won that presidential primary, preferential primary, would have been moved forward to get delegates to go to the national convention. And you are absolutely it can only be done in a caucus. You are correct, but we're just talking about who Sam, won. I'm always correct. <laughs> well, <laughs> here and there. But anyway, that's that's the point there. Now, you know, the the same people that have been complaining about stop the steal are the people that set this up so that the caucus would be for uh, Donald Trump. Um, they charge fifty five thousand dollars per person to be in the caucus. Uh, Ron DeSantis uh, put up the money as, as well as Tim Scott. Neither of them are uh, no longer candidates for this race. So Donald Trump will win this, and that's fine. If he'd have been in the primary, he would have likely have won that as well. Now, listen, if Donald Trump was in that prefer preferential primary, he would have slaughtered everybody. Of that's course he would. But Sam, you, you know, you they have always charged candidates to be in the caucus. That's how they pay for the caucus. They've done that back since Ronald Reagan. Don't, don't make this as, oh my God, they charged $55,000. They have always charged the candidates to be in the caucus, always. Period. But, but, but we don't have... rewrite history. Don't don't be like everybody else and start tearing down statues. I, I am playing devil's here. advocate here so that we can get oh, some points. Oh, you're being a devil right now. Sam, the point here is, is that we've spent $6.1 million of taxpayer money for nothing. We flushed it down the toilet when that money could have gone to help the homeless. Okay, that all right, could have gone that, that's that 6.5 million, but what about this, George? Every million. TV station in Nevada did not make a dime with political advertising during this entire uh, uh, presidential primary because they all ignored Nevada. They didn't come and visit here. The only people that came and visited were the president and the vice president. None of the candidates bothered. The reason Nikki Haley did so poorly is she never came. She didn't think it was worthwhile. Neither that's did any of the other candidates. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley's been here twice. That's not true. Sam, don't rewrite history. This is the problem that the media has. The media goes on and they put their own narrative out and it's 99% of the time it's untrue because it doesn't fit what they want people to believe or hear. The facts are the facts. We have always caucused in the state of Nevada. 
This isn't anything new. The Democrats wanted to be the turds in the punch bowl, and they passed a law. It's not even... Sam, George, it's a, George, it's a George, the rules right. got changed. If you want to win in any game, Sam, if, Sam, if you want... Hang on a second. If you want to win in... Let's shame, not talk both of Don't make me mute you. Listen, if you get the rules changed on you, then you need to change your attack to be able to play with the new rules. The Republicans decided they didn't want to do that. And this is the state party. Michael McDonald, your good friend, did not want to do that. So they had the caucus. It was set up for Donald Trump. And nobody else on the Republican side played into this game at all. And, and so if, if the Republicans wanted to win the primary, they could have played the primary and had the caucus. But they, Sam, they chose not to do Sam, that. Sam, you are spewing false, blatant lies. Here's the fact. <laughs> The facts are, the facts are, this was the majority. The Democrats had a majority in the House and a majority yes, in the Senate. That's the Listen, way it works, George. It if you, if the but, Republicans want to change the Sam, rules, Sam, they can, they making, can Sam, change them. Sam, they got to win, though. Sam, you're verbalizing, oh, they changed the rules. The Democrats changed the rules. Yes. Not one, not one Republican in the Assembly or the Senate voted for that preferential primary. I'm not disagreeing with you on that, line. but if you are, if you so have the majority, down, Sam, you get to make the rules. Sam, it was shoved down the throats of Republicans. Because and that's Republicans what happens if you Sam, have the majority. Republicans did what they've always done. They said, well, this prefer preferential primary is nonsense. We caucus. We've always caucused. Because, because the Democrats had a majority in the House and the Senate and they said, well, we're going to change the rules. We have to change what we've always done. The law. Guess what, Sam? If they did change the rules, which the rules weren't changed, Sam, or we wouldn't have allowed to be caucusing. Okay, but let me ask you so this. Don't, how, don't how, make many, how many Republicans looked at their ballot, uh, the primary ballot, and did not see Donald Trump's name there and thought that something had gone awry, that there was a fix in to not having in the primary ballot. And are you not concerned? Because there that, was. Hang on a second, that, that in the caucus, you're gonna have two and a half hours on Thursday to be able to vote in the caucus. And how many Republicans are gonna end up saying, my vote doesn't count, I'm gonna stay home because my vote didn't count because my candidate wasn't even on the ballot. Sam, that's the narrative that, Sam, we've always caucused. The reason we have caucuses, because people go to the caucus, they go to their precincts, they meet the people in their neighborhood, they sign up, they vote for the presidential, and then they get themselves put on the Central Committee and they become active in the Republican Party. This was all a scheme, a Ponzi scheme by the Democrats, one, to destroy, to try to destroy the Republican Party, to try to make it to where people wouldn't join and become George, involved. George, will you and come back? On, George, come back me. next. We're out of time. Come back next week after the caucus. And I let's will. see how many people voted in the primary versus how many people voted the caucus. And you know I love you, and I will see you next week, okay? They wasted $6.1 million. They should be held accountable. Each and, 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 you know, that's another campaign. That we are out of time. I love you. You got to go. We'll be right back. Story County is leading Nevada, home of the Tahoe Reno Industrial Center, Google, Tesla, Panasonic, and other world-leading companies. Story County provides thousands of tech, advanced manufacturing, and logistics careers for Nevadans. We're diversifying and driving Nevada's economy 
and generating millions in tax revenue and billions in economic activity across northern Nevada. Story County is leading Nevada's future. Find your fortune during the $150,000 Lucky Fortune Giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Cash and free play giveaways every Thursday and Saturday, including $5,000 cash guaranteed and $40,000 in grand finale giveaways. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy? Enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're pleased to welcome to the program for the first time, Glenn Martell. He is the CEO of the Nevada Builders Alliance. Pleasure to have you on the program, sir. Thank you, Sam. Great to be here this morning. I want to start out with an out-of-state question here. You came from Texas, um, even though you were from Nevada originally. Yes. Um, what is going on in Texas that is attracting so many people to go there for economic development? I think uh, Texas has done a good job. First off, they're the largest state, right? So they have a lot of land. Uh, they're developing and, and there's just a lot of space in Texas. But I think what they've been successful at is convincing businesses that they are very pro-business. And um, you might have seen in the last Texas legislature, they actually passed a lot of bills that committed cities to timelines. A lot of cities didn't like that. They felt that that was infringing on some of their uh, abilities to govern their cities. But the state actually dictated time to review maps and time to review, uh, review improvement plans. So businesses had some consistency when they came in as to timelines and where they were spending their time and money. So, uh, and then a, a lot of people enjoy the tax structure in, te in Texas as well. So, What about their, their regulations in terms of uh, building permits, things like that? Are they as speedy, for example, as Story County, um, or are they more like Washoe and Clark? Uh, I've seen both. A um, couple jurisdictions that I was involved with, we were able to actually bring in consultants, uh, experts that had different experiences. Uh, for instance, one of the Amazon warehouses we worked on uh, that we had, we brought in uh, experts to help us expedite those processes. Uh, but again, I, that's why I think the governor and the legislature there at put those timelines on. Some cities just were unable to, to do commit to timelines and, and they felt dragging things out. So they just enforced or, or forced them to do timeline. All right, so you come back to Nevada, and what do you see? Because it seems like the whole state, in a positive way, is on fire right now. I, I'm glad you said positive way, absolutely. Yeah. I think, and then coming back to Nevada, that um, it has been very, very enlightening to me coming back, and you know, again, coming back and forth when we were in Texas. Uh, visiting was one thing, but actually being back in the state now and living here and re-engaging and seeing some old friends is, it's really uh, encouraging. We are very optimistic where Nevada's at. And what we've been talking about is just how we ensure that Nevada is set for the future, whatever that future is. And I think a lot of that is flexibility. 
a lot of that is having the rules and formulas in place and the conversations in place. So when these opportunities come, we're ready to take advantage of them and we're not thinking of them as they get here. All right, so for, give us a for example on that. Well, I think if you look in northern Nevada, let's talk about northern Nevada. When you look at what's going on uh, in TRIC, TRIC 2, when you look at the mining opportunities that are being coming out in the east, right? Look at the lands bill. I think th that took years to accomplish, but I think uh, you use the opposite example of Story County uh, being very expeditious in their reviews for TRIC and uh, especially Tesla when they first came in. I think. <clears throat> If we can do that as we look out east with the mining opportunities, because that, that's huge for Nevada. When you look at what they've done with the tech hub and, and what with the battery situation, there's just, a, but all that follow-on, that's a huge opportunity economically. But when you look at the opportunities, what's going to follow that? You're going to have all the employees coming in, all the workers coming in, but that's going to require daycare, that's going to require doctors, that's going to require infrastructure, whether that be water or sewer or road infrastructure. And that's where we just want to make sure that we're working with the state, we're working with the local communities to make sure we're thinking about what those things might want to look like so that as people come in, we're ready to go. And one of the things that's interesting, when you talk to the regular people, um, the citizens, about growth, they always talk about, well, you know, we've got traffic jams here, we've got X amount of problems there. But the thing is, you can't pay for all of that in advance of the growth because nobody would be happy that you've got empty patches of land Correct. and you suddenly want to build all kinds of infrastructure there before there's a business. Correct. So that's, that's where the planning comes in, right? Has sitting down with those communities and looking at those, what, their, what their vision is for their community, what they would like that master plan to look like, and identifying where those industrial uses might go, where there's those commercial uses might be, where those residential uses might be, where the open space is, where the trails would be, where the schools would be, all of that. And then when those businesses start to come, where those developments come in, and that, in, that infrastructure then is already not laid out, but certainly planned so that they know we have a, you know, an eight lane road going here. We need a 12 inch water line here. Um, and then we can, we can work with the communities and developers to make sure that those are in place. But doing it smartly from a layout standpoint, but that as you pointed out, also timely. You don't want to get out too far in front. That doesn't make sense, but you want to be ready to go when it's there. Senator Rosen obviously uh, was promoting the lands bill. Um, for Washoe County, uh, but Congressman Amaday was on the program last week and talking about the fact that it's really late in the year to be, in the congressional year, to be moving forward with this. And he was not particularly optimistic. He wasn't saying, no, it's not going to happen, but he wasn't really optimistic it was going to happen this time because he's got a whole bunch of lands fills out there as yes. well. Yeah, he has one in Carson City as well, right, that we've been talking right. with as well. So I think, you know, the, the lands bill is, uh, again, a, one of those long-term items that, you know, we, we did have a phone call with Senator Rosen's staff uh, not too long ago, and that's one of the things we talked about, wanting to engage at the federal level. You know, this is great that we're doing this lands bill now, but what's going to be in place five, ten years from now? Those things are long-term planning efforts. A lot of people involved with that, making sure that things are all, all things are considered. So, yeah, we're looking forward to working with uh, Congressman Amity as well as the Senator's office to make sure that those bills go. We're optimistic, although probably realistic, that it won't happen this year as well. Um, but looking forward, not only uh, the next lands bill in the north, but also Carson City in particular. We were just talking with them yesterday about as they go through their master plan, maybe getting uh, another lands bill uh, in that to, as well. Uh, yeah, but Carson City really is limited uh, in its growth. It Absolutely. can only go up a few thousand more people and yes. then they've got to stop, uh, which is great because it'll maintain that atmosphere, small town atmosphere of Carson City. Let's take a break. We'll come back more with Glenn Martell uh, from the Nevada Builders Alliance after this timeout. Pro Group Management specializes in providing industries with the necessary components to satisfy and exceed workers' comp requirements. 
Every business has unique needs and specific regulations. Pro Group Management stays ahead of the curve, providing up-to-date services to keep your industry in top form. Discover how we simplify your tasks, improve efficiency, and reduce expense to keep you moving in a positive direction. Pro Group Management. Workers' comp that works for you. Truck drivers are some of the hardest working people you'll meet, delivering over 70% of America's freight and 92% of Nevada's. When there's a natural disaster, they're delivering critical supplies to help those communities recover and rebuild. Every sector of the economy and our nation's military rely on truck drivers. So let's take a moment to say thank you. On the open road or city streets, our truck drivers are rolling to make our economy and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NB Energy, we've always powered what's important to you. But we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much-needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Glenn Martell. He is the CEO of the Nevada Builders Alliance. Workforce development has been a topic we've been talking about for the last several years. How is that going? Are we seeing uh, more young people looking at um, trades as a route rather than uh, just necessarily going to a university and getting a degree that they're going to be paying for for the next 30 years? How, how is that coming along? I think we are seeing more young adults looking at it. I'm not sure, I'm not seeing yet that we're actually getting them into the trades though. And that's the challenge. We've been talking with a lot of our partners as well. How do you get those young adults interested in that? And we've talked about maybe trying you know, the middle school approach, uh, even when they're maybe a little bit still thinking about what they might want to do in life. Uh, and then opportunities uh, in high school, you know, just uh, Vegas did a good job here not too long ago, a couple years ago now about getting their tech school uh, stood up where they have uh, ninth and 10th grade, I believe, still uh, focused on trades. But how do we get those folks exposed to that? And that's one thing that we're talking with some of our partners about, maybe in some of these classes, getting some of the contractors out so they actually get to meet the people that are out in the field doing that. But it, it's something, we are thousands of jobs short right now, or thousands of people short for the openings that we have in the construction trades across Nevada. Well, and look at what we've got. I mean, if you look at Southern Nevada, for example, um, you've got uh, a new stadium, you've got, uh, you know, uh, baseball coming in. Uh, so that's two massive projects down the road. And it's, you know, in, in terms of planning for this, the new airport that's going in in Ivanpah, that's gonna be a massive project. Um, but I, I, I've been talking about eSports a lot on this program. And it seems that, to me at least, that using computers and, and the technical side of things would excite kids who are playing video games at this point in time, 
but games that, that lead them toward building things. You know, Lego is so involved with the mm -hmm. school system at this yeah. point in time that this will be, you know, a great way to excite kids. They, it would be part of what they're already doing because computers are part of everything you're doing now. Yes, uh, and we, we actually had that discussion too that a lot of the trades can use the computers. You know, some stuff you actually still need to, you know, clip the wire, twist the wire manually, sure. but planning those jobs, bidding those jobs, and laying those jobs out, there's a lot of uh, technology involved with that, absolutely, and, and some of the design elements as well. You know, you can virtually design things, you know, right down, you know, to where the plate is on the wall or where the, you know, the trim is going to go on the door. It's, it's really amazing what that technology can do, and then you can virtually walk it and, and see exactly how all that's going to fit and what the results of that are. So that is some of the things we've talked about and actually had um, some years ago an actual little game that kids could go and, and download the app and, and see how some of those things would do. And we're trying to figure out if maybe that's a way getting back in with the school district to have a meeting on Friday uh, with the school uh, down in Carson City, the high school tech center, to talk about what we can do to help them expose some of these young adults to that. Yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, that and then as they get older, uh, explaining to them what it's going to cost for them to go to university and what the payoff is going to be for them, especially if they don't really know what they want to do down the road versus that they can make a lot of money right out of the gate by getting into the construction trades. Absolutely. You can, you know, some of these trades that you, you'll learn when, you know, you're 18, 20 years old, uh, when your friends are graduating college, you can be making close to six figures and you're and zero debt as you said and that's that's what we want you know if you want to work with your hands if you like to create something if you like to be a part of something coming vertical or whatever you might be interested in whatever stage of construction absolutely there's opportunity and and it, you can own your own business in the near future you can become licensed you can the, the future is really unlimited if that's what you choose to do uh, especially not, right now in northern Nevada and you're not going to run out of work no I mean, whatever part of the state you're living in, this is a statewide show, if you get into the construction trades and you stay healthy, you are set for life. Absolutely. You talked about Southern Nevada. Southern Nevada right now is over $30 billion, I think approaching $40 billion in projects on the books. Oh, just that, huh? Yeah, just, just that. <laughs> and in Northern Nevada, you know, we're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 now with everything that's just on the books. And some of that will be in the near future. Some of that might be five years down the road. But as you said, in the construction trades, you're set for a lifetime with that. It, it would be a real, it's an amazing time to be in the construction industry. Okay, so next time you come on the show, bring with us, uh, you know, a couple of students or, or a couple of young people who have gotten into the trades and have them explain just how well they're doing with this. Right. I think that would be a great example. I, I will do that. All right, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate it. Come back soon. I will, thank you, Sam, appreciate and it. And we'll be right back. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. 7 at 7 is a newscast built for your smartphone. It's a 7-minute newscast available every weekday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. at LVRJ.com. We don't waste your time and we give you the day's top stories. We at the RJ have noticed some similarities between us and a certain BTS character, RJ. Plus the latest in Las Vegas business, weather, health, and entertainment news. 7 at 7 streaming now on your smartphone. 
Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Forget the weather outside, there's a blizzard of points inside the Carson Valley Inn during the 15 million points giveaways. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday, including four 1 million point winners guaranteed. And don't miss the 2 million point grand prize giveaways. It's the 15 million points giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next broadcast.